You're listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience, behind the scenes of household staff. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. I am your host, Tiffany Kinder, president and founder of Staffing at Tiffany's. I'm also joined by my co-host, Director of Placement, Andrea Brudig. Hi, Andrea. How are you today? Hi, Tiffany. I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm really excited on this episode. It's something that is maybe not necessarily thought of in the workplace, but I think it's a great topic to talk about when we're discussing retention. Also, it's timely because we are getting into the holiday of Thanksgiving and gratitude and all of those great things. So what I wanted to discuss today is the five languages of appreciation taken from the the five love languages coined by Dr. Gary Chapman, who talks about love languages for purposes of domestic staffing and household staffing and, and retaining employees. These five languages of appreciation are really important, and I want to really go over them. The five languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So those are the five languages of appreciation. And there are ways where we can really incorporate just stepping into a realm of where appreciation can be like an art form. If you get these down right and you understand them and you can come up with these really creative ways to use them, which we're going to talk about and we're going to give some examples today, it can just be a really amazing tool to really just make your staff happy. And of course, what that does for you is then you are happy as well. So yeah. What I've noticed, yes, is that what are originally called love languages, they're not limited to romantic relationships, but they can also be applied in various aspects of life, which is what we're talking about today, the employer-employee dynamic and what a dynamic that can be. Right. And in our industry, our household employees are not always directed by the principal. Often it is a director of residence, a chief of staff, an estate manager, a house manager. Coming into uh, Thanksgiving week is a great time to talk about a little extra gratitude and appreciation is always a key component of that. Correct. And, you know, love languages or things like this isn't your typical management talk, but when we incorporate it into the appreciation realm, it can really help in retention. So I wanted to kind of start off like just some talking points. One, okay, so we're, if we're going to talk about words of affirmation, what could an employer do? And to back up, staff is not always talking directly to the principal, to the client, They could be talking to the house manager, if that's the hierarchy or the chief of staff. So listeners, who's ever hearing this, this is how you can incorporate things to kind of bring this into the workplace. So if we're talking about words of affirmation, you could just express appreciation for their hard work, for their dedication. You could provide positive feedback on specific tasks or improvement. An example like acknowledging a housekeeper's attention to detail, like in maintaining a home, expressing gratitude for their contribution to the household's overall atmosphere, things like that. Does that make sense? In in such a busy lifestyle world that we live in now, a simple thank you 
goes a real long way. A simple, I appreciate that, goes a long way. So even in busy, busy households, we will never have time, but we can always make time to Mm -hmm. get these types of affirmations in. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then if we go to number two, acts of service, you can offer assistance or support with tasks that may be challenging for them or just showing some understanding of their workload or providing help when needed. A good example, maybe it's a really busy week for your nanny. They have put in some overtime and they've stayed late and they've really helped you. And you could acknowledge that. You could say, why don't you leave early and I can run to the grocery store or or something like that, you know, where you're you're doing that active service to show them the appreciation for what they've done. One example that I can see there in the nanny world is often, even family assistant, this can flow into beyond nanny. Oh, there any might, any title, any, yeah, yes, I'm just yes, giving. There yeah. might be incoming household employees stops to pick up the coffees for the principal, the estate manager, director of staff, whoever it is. And the person says, and by the way, don't forget, pick something up for yourself as well. So nice. $4 coffee. And it just makes that person's day. It's seven o'clock in the morning and there they are carrying four or five beverages. And they were told, be sure you pick something up for yourself. It is a small act of kindness that goes a long way and fuels for hydration of some sort, Mm -hmm. the household employee. So that's a good example for that one too. That's a great one, Andrea. Yeah, things like that. So we'll move to receiving gifts. So maybe just consider occasional bonuses or thoughtful gifts, uh, tokens of appreciation, recognizing milestones or an important event with a personalized gift. If you have a chef, and um, you would give them a, a gift of a cooking utensil that they've been eyeing or a special ingredient to show their appreciation for their culinary skills. Things like that um, just go a long way. Anything else on that, Andrea, receiving gifts? I mean, it's not, it's, it doesn't even have to be big things. These are things that speak to them. And after we kind of go over these talking points, I want to talk a little bit more about how you can figure out what is most motivating to each individual person. You know, you mentioned another form of gift uh, just a few minutes ago when you referenced a busy schedule, busy week, and the household employee was told, you know what, why don't you go ahead and go? Maybe it's an hour early or two hours Mm -hmm. early and I'll manage the rest of the day. Uh, Even something like that, come in an hour late tomorrow because I know it's your mother's birthday or Whatever it is, there's time management that can be gifted as well as a bonus or an item. So those Mm -hmm. are some other examples. Yes, great examples. And then we move to quality time. Things like providing opportunities for open communication or check-ins. Let's set a time to talk. Let's find out what's going on in your mind. What Do you have any things that you'd like to communicate to us? And, and say, you know, saving space for that. Or if you have multiple staff, you could schedule some team building activities or just some gathering to strengthen connections. You know, Andrea, some of our clients have full staff. They have nannies, chefs, housekeepers, landscapers, drivers, you know, they're, they're, there's a full staff and, and it's a, and the days are busy. So sometimes not everybody's talking to each other or coordinating. And if you can make them feel 
like they are a team all working for the same purpose and providing some quality time. People that value that, that's a huge motivating factor. And sometimes that quality time, if it can't be face-to-face check-in or a scheduled gathering, Mm -hmm. as simple as, you know, between 7 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. this evening, I'm available for a phone call, or I can have a text conversation with you Mm -hmm. at that time. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be in person in this modern-day busy world. We can utilize some of our technology Mm -hmm. as well to provide that quality time. Another big thing with quality time, if that's a motivating factor for an employee, giving them some more paid time off so they can spend time with their family would be huge. And if that is their language of appreciation, and that's what's motivating to them, actually giving them that quality time with their family over a monetary bonus is more important to them. What the key is, is to finding what is motivating to that specific employee and then how can you relate to them and how can you show them kindness that way? Because somebody that, for example, is maybe receiving gifts, that would be kind of like monetary, a gift or a bonus or something like that. If that's their language, they're going to love that over something of like more PTO. So it just, it really just depends on the individual person. And then we go to physical touch (laughs) in a professional setting, of course. So, I mean, that's just something like ensuring a comfortable and friendly atmosphere within professional boundaries, of course, or, you know, creating an exclusive environment where employees just feel valued or, you know, they feel like they're part of the family or, you know, something where you could just do a like a congratulatory uh, handshake or a pat on the upper back of like just to say, you know, thank you or, you know, really looking them in the eye, putting your phone down, not doing multitasking things and just being physically present. With right. Them. I think those nonverbal gestures are huge mm-hmm. too. that eye contact. It, go- it goes such right. a long way. Right. Or when somebody does just put their phone down to have that brief conversation. Even if they have to excuse themselves to go take that next call, you still have that Mm -hmm. eye contact. And that goes a long way. um, Well, in any relationship, I feel, whether it's household, employer, employee, personal relationships, wherever you are, neighbors, what have you. So that's Mm -hmm. a big one, that nonverbal gesture, nonverbal communication. It is. It's so important. So really what it is, it comes down to customizing benefits or perks to align with their preferred language of appreciation. That's that's the key. So <laughs> if you are thinking that they're one way because that's your level of appreciation. So let's let me kind of just break this down and this is kind of where it gets interesting. So if I am motivated personally by, let's just say, words of affirmation, then I would expect that that's what I would want to do. I'm, I'm good at that. You know, I want that. So that's what's motivating for me. So then I'm giving my household staff lots of words of uh, um, appreciation and gratitude and all of that. But if it's not their language that they're motivated by, it's nice, but it's not their superior motivation. 
so that that's where we need to find out it's not what you are, it's what they are. And then that's how you speak to them. And that's how you give them incentives in the workplace. And that is how you have retention and happy employees. Exactly. And it doesn't take long to figure that out. No. It doesn't take long to figure out what someone is motivated by. And then once you have it figured out, then you uh, respect that. And it's not mm-hmm. going to be the same for each household staff member ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once that, you know, for learning the cues and reading the room, reading your staff. Uh, and so that's the individuality. And that's it's a good thing. And this episode really is stemming from a recent conversation that I had with a client that we got into this and it was un- it was kind of unexpected, but she really had a bad situation with her staff where she couldn't keep staff and there was a lot of turnover. And she was coming to me to say, what can I do different this time around? I, you know, we need to hire two housekeepers. We're going to need a new nanny. We need a driver. We need, and then we need a house manager. How can we make sure when we have all this new staff, how to make them happy? Cause we don't want to have, you know, this hamster wheel, you know, of, of people. And so then I had just recently myself gotten more interested in love languages and, and just, um, learning more about it. I started talking to her about it and she was just like, she's never heard of it. And I was like, you know, yeah, we can definitely incorporate this five love, five languages of appreciation into the workplace. And so we had a whole conversation on it and she was so receptive to it. So I'm working with her to um, really kind of find out what's motivating. And we're going to talk about this with each staff member so we can put in their file what their language is. And then, and then they can utilize this in retention. I think it's a great idea. I think it should be shared more. I think we're coming into 2024. It's not the days of down, Downton Abbey anymore. It's not, we, we did a podcast with a, a really great podcast. He's a chief of staff and he said, you know, he was working for this. Do you remember this, Andrea? He was working with this, this client and they were talking about ghost service and meaning they were to do their job, but to never be seen. And she actually did a dive because she thought they saw them and she dove on the ground to not be seen. And he was like, what are you doing? And so, right. God forbid if that, if like her, let's just say her love language was like, I don't know, words of affirmation that's out the window. I mean, she can't even be seen. (laughs) So, I mean, really, it's just, it's not like that anymore. And yes, all of these people, they're staffed in homes and they are working in the service industry and they love what they do, but it is a, it's a lot. Another one that comes to mind is something that I recently saw on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and it talks about energy. And it says something like, make sure your energy is in check before entering. And what they're trying to convey is that we are all energy, both positive and negative, and that our energy does affect others. So 
they talk about leaving emotional footprints with every encounter. And I just mm -hmm. thought that's kind of neat because it falls into one of our languages of appreciation. But for me, I like to put that in its own category um, mm -hmm. and being able, same thing, being able to read other people's energy or what we attract to or what we sort of stay away from. It's all part of what we do as well with our screening and vetting and background check and reference check and interviewing and everything we do. We have connections with these candidates. We have connections with these clients and there's an energy that directs all of this and we can mm -hmm. pick up on that and they can pick up on ours. And sometimes we get tokens of appreciation. Thank you so much. You, you explained that so well. That was so thorough. I really enjoyed this call. I'm agency shopping and, you know, I think I'm done agency shopping. I think I'm going to move forward with staffing at Tiffany's just based on a phone call that either you or I brought a certain energy to the many questions mm -hmm. that potential clients and candidates will have. It takes a great deal of patience and understanding to be able to entertain mm -hmm. all of their questions and say pretty much the same thing over and over again with passion and enthusiasm. Not one day do I feel like, oh my, this again, I always feel, oh, so exciting. Mm -hmm. I am able to inform someone of sort of, you know, what we do, who we are, and what this whole domestic staff industry is all about. So energy. I, I, I completely agree with you, Andrea. And it's not even, you know, I've been doing this for 26 years and every day I'm still excited. I'm still so excited to work with clients, work with candidates, make good matches. I mean, that is the ultimate goal is just to really make sure that everybody is happy. And um, yeah, and it is, it, it can be, like you said, it can be repetitive because we're kind of saying the same thing over and over to clients that have never heard how it works or, you know, or, or the different things that we need to explain to them, but it never gets old for us because we love what we do. And that's, that's why we created this podcast is to give behind the scenes information on well, one, what it's like to work in the industry. I think people are intrigued by it. But then episodes like this is to speak to clients and candidates on different ways that you can use these, I guess, tokens to maintain a really healthy, positive workplace where everybody wants to go to work. So those are the five uh, languages of appreciation. And if you are interested in this at all, Dr. Gary Chapman was the person that orig originally coined this, and he he goes into love languages. But over time, businesses have really gotten into these five languages of appreciation in the workplace. I think it's a great, great idea to just find out what your employee's language is by asking some questions and getting giving you know some, the different examples and kind of see where they they fit. And you know, there might be one or two that's like up there, you know, for both. But usually, you know, there's definitely a headliner where they're, that's more of what they're motivated by. So you just find that out and you just do some examples and you're going to have retention because they're going to be so happy. 
Anything else, Andrea? Well, I guess in closing, I would just say by incorporating these languages into the employer-employee relationship, household employers can create a more supportive and fulfilling work Mm -hmm. environment, which ultimately will contribute to increased job satisfaction and employee retention. And that's really what it comes down to. That's why we're doing this episode. Yeah. Because we're giving tools for clients, for principals, house managers, who's ever the hierarchy of dealing with the staff, tools in their tool belt to, to maintain longevity and sustainability and people that were happy to come to work. And you know that if, the, if they're happy, they're going to they're gonna go above and beyond for you. And they're not going to be looking over their shoulder every day going, you know, I have to register with other agencies to find out what's going on. I need to know more jobs. I'm not happy here. Um, and a lot of times as a client, you're, you're not even going to know that they're not happy. You're going to have no idea because they're going to put their fake smile on and they're going to get their job done. But if they really just don't feel valued and they and, and, and they're not, you know, getting something, um, yeah, it's you're probably not going to have that longevity that you really want. We do get a question quite a bit of how long is normal? You know, how long does somebody stay? And the ones that are doing this correctly, I mean, we see five, 10 years plus, even more. And we can say that with confidence because we have been doing this for 26 years. So we can we can know, oh my gosh, you know, this person has been with them for 12 years or this person's been with them for five years. And of course things end because the family moves or, you know, different reasons, but it's just, it was a successful placement for the entire time. And they're, that's because they're doing something right. So if you are interested in learning a little bit more about this, um, definitely you can check it out. Google these things, five languages of appreciation. You can Google love languages, but um, yeah. You can also reach out to Tiffany or myself via phone, via email. We're happy to discuss uh, any of our podcasts. If anybody, any listeners have any more feedback or questions, we're always welcome to entertain those type of discussions as well. Yes, we we would love to do that. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea, for joining in. And thank you, listeners, for listening. We hope you share this podcast and subscribe. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. Please share our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. Visit us at staffingattiffany's.com.